Hey, this is Casey Kearney, and you're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. All right, well, welcome to uh, week two of season two here at Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. And uh, uh, good morning, Troy. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Probably not as good as you right now after uh, after your team. How old were you in 1995 again? I would have only been 14. <laughs> well, All right. Yeah, it would have been the 94 season. Okay. So, no, no, no. What would have it been? Uh, yeah, that would have been the 94 season. Okay. So that would have been 1995 in January. And I would have been 14 years old because I wouldn't be 15 until June. So. Wow, yeah. So there you go. It wasn't until since you were 14 years old uh, yep. that you finally got to see your Buffalo Bills win another playoff game. It's It's been long overdue for yeah. sure. Yep. And, um, but it did not come easy, and it did not come without almost having to take a trip to the emergency room. <laughs> yeah, a little controversy there with that fumble and uh, and such being not overturned, I guess you can say. And yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that had to be a tough one for you to watch for a little bit. You were you it had was. to be on pins and needles that last one I was. minute. I mean, I was sitting there in my recliner the whole time. My stepson just kept saying, how are you sitting down? Because he just kept pacing back and forth. <laughs> uh, but, but I was just, I was sitting there, but I was, you know, I was nervous though. I yeah, was nervous. So. Yeah, I can imagine so. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think here because my Steelers, um, we're talking here on a Sunday. So uh, mm-hmm. my Steelers haven't played yet. And uh, so I'm going to be watching every single playoff game before we finally get to the Steelers, and uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I could kind of just sit back and be like, "All right, you know what? I know already. If we win, we're playing Buffalo, so now I can just kind of chill and um, and just watch the game." And I'll be honest with you, Troy. Um, the only reason why I would have liked to have seen Buffalo lose is because Pittsburgh would have played at home uh, next right. week if they won. But you know what? I was like, after Buffalo won, I was I was like, does it really matter who won? You know, in, in really. everybody's to, good. Yeah, everybody's good, and uh, yeah, and honestly, if Buffalo uh, did not win, there would have been a good chance that Pittsburgh would have been having to play Baltimore, and right. uh, and and they're definitely not a um, you know a throwaway game either. So. Um, yeah, yeah. It, Even Tennessee wouldn't be. Oh a throw my gosh! Away. Yeah, I mean, no. Tennessee is another one. You know, I mean, that's how it would have worked out because if the Colts would have won, they would have. They were the lowest seed, so they would have automatically went to Kansas City. Yep. So 
Pittsburgh would win, they would automatically play the winner of Tennessee of Baltimore. And neither of them is there going to be an easy out. So No, no. So, yeah, so congratulations to your Buffalo Bills. And uh, and I guess we'll see who they play after, well, probably around 11 o'clock tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's so, going to be quite a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, but, I mean, at this point, it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, if I had my druthers, I don't know that I'd want to play Pittsburgh again. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where we played earlier in the year and, and we beat you guys. So yeah. now there's first of all they already they're familiar with each other now at this point and second of all like there's a little extra motivation there because they already beat me they already beat us once so now we want to come get them back you know yeah. What I mean? like yeah it could so, go either way this yeah. is uh that's what the that's what the playoffs are about man that's that's what i like yeah. about it but w- with that being said you're, you're right though too i mean this is the playoffs, so mm-hmm. and you, it, it doesn't really matter like yeah you could probably play each other three times in the regular season when you get to the playoffs it's a whole different ball game, kind sure of. Sure is, sure is. Yep, I'm like, well, you you look at Buffalo and look how well they did on third down conversions during the regular season. They did not look yeah. good on third down conversions in uh, yesterday's right. game. So, um, yeah, anything can happen, and and now teams have more time to prepare too, and they have they have the ability to send more scouts to scout one team, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun. Uh, rest of the uh, playoffs and i think whoever comes out of the afc earned coming out of the afc definitely definitely i wonder if they're going to be if they're going to beat each other up so much that by the time (laughs) they get to the super bowl the nfc might actually have the advantage you know that's what they say every year when it comes to the afc north you know uh you know everybody beats up on each other there and then they finally get into the playoffs and it's like oh crap you know but uh yeah I think honestly, when I've seen it in every sport, really hockey, football, baseball, people get all banged up during the regular season, but they they find that adrenaline boost mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. through uh, the postseason. You know, players are now who who normally would be out because of injury. Now all of a sudden, you see them in the lineup, and um, yep. yeah, so. I, I don't I don't see that being any different this year. Well, I mean, look at the other two games yesterday. Look at Jared Goff, who probably wasn't going to play. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but, the, but but Wolford gets hurt, and Goff comes in, and um, you know if that was a regular season game, Goff's probably not playing that game. They're they're probably bringing in their third string quarterback uh-huh. or emergency quarterback or whatever. And, you know what I mean? Because they don't want to risk losing him yep. for the rest of the season more. But that's, this is it. It's, it's it's do or die. So you know it sure what? Is. You know if you come in and you hurt that thumb more, oh well, you'll have eight months to recover from it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And uh, yeah, um, who cares about the thumb? It's the other fingers you want to fit the ring for, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then and then not only that, but then then you have the Washington Tampa Bay game. Yeah, and their quarterback gets dinged up, Tyler Haneke, which. Played really well. I got to give him some credit. I thought he played it really well. Over three hundred yards and, uh, um, passing. Yeah, and he was he was taking what the defense was giving to him, um, and he was pretty darn athletic too. Mm-hmm. I got to give him that. You know. Yeah, and, I, and, and I think uh, but anyway, is... what I'm saying is he goes out there with a shoulder injury or whatever. There goes into the locker room, gets bandaged up, and I'm sure they probably X-rayed it to make sure there was nothing broken. I'm sure. Um, um, but then you know, once they saw nothing was broken. It's probably a sprained shoulder joint or something like that. Yeah. Wrapped him up, and he comes back in and finishes the game out. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yep. 
So that's, that's not, like stuff like that. Like that's just that's that's playoff football. That's it sure it is. <laughs> and I remember uh, uh, college ball when I was in the playoffs and such. Um, my shoulder was in pretty bad shape. And uh, and I was getting cortisone shots before the game, you know, just to, oh, wow. yeah, just to numb everything up so I don't feel the pain. And that probably did a lot more damage to my shoulder when it was all said and done. But it prob- uh, yeah, it but probably I, does. Yeah. And you probably should have. Did you end up getting like surgery after the season? Yeah, I had to get uh, complete yeah. reconstruction of my shoulder. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it, and you probably w- and you probably wouldn't need that if you didn't play through it. Right? <laughs> probably not. Probably not. But um, I saw an opportunity that I, you know, I wanted to win a championship, and uh, I was like, nope, not taking me out. So yep, um, yeah. So uh, that's that's what you got to do. Shoot me up, coach. I'm ready to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, so that's uh, that's our sports talk for the morning, uh, and uh, we'll we'll definitely be talking a lot more when we do our football uh, pick show um, this upcoming week. But man, it's uh, it's been fun so far. I'm looking forward to the uh, the second half of the first week of the uh, yeah. playoffs. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping I, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I think I think two of the three good games today will probably be pretty good. But I I don't. I'm not expecting much from that Saints Bears game, to be honest with you. I think that might end up being a snoozer. I have a feeling it will be. Yes, uh, that's going to be. <laughs> yeah, uh, but then again, who knows? Um, I I don't know. Crazier I, things have happened. Yeah, I I I think Nagy's not a bad coach. You know, so he can he can have a few tricks up his sleeve. The defense is definitely better than what they've played recently too. And if they get hot, that, that mm-hmm. would be the thing, especially like Cleo Mack. If that guy gets hot, he can take over a game. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. So, so, but yeah, um, All right. we had a, uh, we did have an interview uh, that we did this uh, past week. And um, I guess, uh, what do you think? Should we maybe uh, play the, um, the song and then come back and uh Yeah. Yeah, let's let's tease it here. Let's play a little bit of her song. We'll come back after we play the song, tell you who it is, and uh, get into the interview, I guess. Yep, that sounds like a plan to me. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we will be uh, right back after this quick break. And then uh, after the break, we'll uh, play the song and uh, we'll talk it up after we come back. So uh, stay tuned. So Troy, are you are you becoming a country fan yet? <laughs> I don't think we have a choice but to be. I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I'll tell you what though. I I am I'm really learning to appreciate country a lot more though as we talk to uh, folks like this week's guest. Um, you know, this week's guest and you're listening to uh, the song Waffle House by Casey Kearney. Uh, and she's based out of uh, Florida, uh, out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, up on the Panhandle, she says. She's actually pretty darn close to Alabama, according to what she was saying. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she's a uh, she's a real fun person to talk about, uh, talk to, and uh, it's it's neat to hear her story. And you'll hear it uh, mm-hmm. when we talk to her. But uh, you know, she really uh, 
it's just amazing that this girl didn't even know she could sing until her mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah, she just, you know, I guess she just sang for the fun of it, whatever that type of thing, not really knowing that she was any good. And then all of a sudden, they're like, uh, maybe you should try singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe so, you should take this to another level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, that's that's pretty. That's gotta be a pretty pretty cool thing to hear from somebody too. You're like, yeah, wow, I'm not good, really. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, and then not only that, but have the confidence to uh, pursue it. And uh, absolutely, yeah, and and wait till you hear. Like, I mean. She couldn't even play music instruments, and uh, and she taught herself. I mean, she she worked her butt off mm-hmm. to get her to where she is right now, and uh, and she honestly sounds like a seasoned person that's been doing this forever. Yeah. So. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I, you're here in Waffle House here, and you'll also be able to see the premiere of the video. Yep. On January fifteenth. Uh, which is this coming Friday? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, uh, you know, as as we record this today, um, but I'm pretty excited to see that. Uh, she 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 goes into details about how they filmed that and what they did to film that, and yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see the video. Yeah, I am too. And uh, and and if you look at the video, the video really was done uh, very well. Uh, like if we we were looking at like the making of the video, I should say. And, uh, yeah, really impressive. Um, really impressive. And, um, yeah, I can't wait. January 15th is when, uh, that video debuts and, uh, we'll definitely have to post it on our website or our Facebook page and such. And, uh, and, you know, and I'm sure she'll have it posted on all her social media as well. mm -hmm. And all that you can be, you can find her, uh, Casey Kearney music and that's C A S E Y K E A R N. E-Y. Yep, most um, definitely. So it could be it could be Kearney, you know, like <laughs> she was saying in the interview there, but that's probably the pr- pr- proper uh, Irish enunciation. Yeah. Um, but but they kind of USA'd it and made it Kearney. So <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they did more than USA it. They yeah. they southerned it. <laughs> they, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, to, to even regionalize it more. Correct? Yep, that's right. That's right. So uh, yeah, with uh, I so I say without further ado, why don't we uh, why don't we listen to the interview and uh, and kind of go from there. So um, yeah. So with that being said, here is uh, Casey Kearney, and you can find her Casey Kearney music uh, on all the social media sites, like Troy said. And uh, here she is. So enjoy the show. All right. Well, that was our interview with uh, Casey Kearney. And uh, yeah, once again, listen to uh, or find her on social media, Casey Kearney Music. And uh, as we said earlier, you know, her video is going to be going to be released and available this Friday, January 15th. And uh, yeah, look forward on our our social media and uh, also look forward on her social media. Uh, Definitely something she's proud of and she should be, you know, uh, she she put a lot of work into it. Uh, She put a lot of work into uh, her career. And um, yeah, we were kind of talking a little bit earlier, um, Troy, you know, just think about like, you know, you were saying about how much things have changed yeah, in, twenty years ago or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it wasn't that long. I mean, I mean, I yeah. know even twenty years ago we still had cell phones, kind of. Yep. Yeah, know, but, I had a cell phone twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it wasn't the cell phones we have today. Uh, right. But uh, definitely it wasn't smartphones. But you could still make calls. <laughs> you could still text people. You could do. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, it's just amazing now, you know, because in this day and age with the pandemic, you know, how much, how much notoriety could someone like Casey get, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, with even releasing this video and such. And, you know, it, it would be tough to really promote it right now. Yeah, she'd probably be calling some sort of local radio station, hoping they'd let her do a quick interview. Yeah. Um, she probably would be, you know, I don't know that she'd be filming a video to be released. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, she'd probably be hoping to find some mom and pop record store that would let her put her CD in there to sell, you know, <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah, most definitely. Um, it, it, it'd be, it would just be so much different. Like, you wouldn't be able to, like, there wasn't social media then, mm-hmm. you know? You're probably just saying, hey, try to find my website and email me or something like that, you know? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, just, there's so many things that are different, you know? Oh and, gosh, and yeah. It, like, you wouldn't be able to just drop something that, that, you know, the tip of a hat, you know, you'd have to set up a release date and really promote it somehow, you mm-hmm. know? To, and, <laughs> you know what? In all honesty, um, things have changed a lot over the last year, too, in how we communicate. I mean, look right now. That's we're, true. We're we're chatting uh, via like a Zoom type of um, hookup here, and uh, we did our interview with Casey via Zoom. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we probably would have had to have done it on some kind of crazy phone recording, and uh, mm-hmm. and we know that doesn't always come out very well. So uh, yeah, so we probably couldn't e- couldn't even do an interview with her until things cleared up. And doubt it that we'd be doing it with her because she lives so far away. So right, yeah. Like we probably and, and well, there's another thing too. Like, how would we find half these guests that we find because we wouldn't know about them? You know? <laughs> I know, I know. So yeah, I mean, just technology has really changed so much and uh, just got us in touch with so many different people that mm-hmm. we wouldn't even know existed. Honestly, yeah. You know? Yep, for sure. Um, I'll tell you what, too. Um, I really. Uh, I know you and I both worked at radio and the radio station that we worked at has now gone to a country format. You know, it would be really nice if uh, anybody that is part of that radio station would, you know, take the time and maybe play some of their music once in a while. Um, because yeah. we're, we're not dealing with slouches here. We're dealing with some pretty uh, competent, talented singers that should be on the radio. In fact, Casey was on the radio. She was, uh, she, you could have heard her song on uh, Sirius XM at one time. And, yep. uh, yep. you know, so, you know, let's, let's start, uh, let's start getting these po- uh, people recognized, you know? Yeah. I don't know what, the what legalities and all that kind of stuff are involved with that. And, uh, yeah. you know, what they're allowed to play, what they're not kind of independently. Um, but I, I've, I've often heard stories about that where DJs have just kind of on a whim, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, I heard this song, you know, and I uh, really liked it. I'm just going to sneak it into the rotation here real quick. And next thing you know, they're getting calls. Yeah. I really like that song. Can you play it again? Can you play it again? That type of thing. And then the next thing you know, the song blows up. Yep. It doesn't seem like the DJs have that type of freedom anymore. Cause everything's kind of all pre-recorded at this point, as far as the songs that I know. are on a rotation and the ones that they want released and the ones that they're really pushing and, and, I don't know. Yeah, you, and I guess yeah, a lot of these what? songs too, um, you know, they they have to play them uh, a certain amount of times, right? You know, per contract or whatever. Yeah, you, you were going to say, you know, well, I was going to say that it, it kind of reminded me, um, and it's not exactly the same because when Mike would do this, it was all on, on old hits. 
but when Mike would do his uh, his lunch boat on his on his Fridays with, uh, uh-huh. he would just take requests or or play some old songs that yeah. just kind of you know fit a certain genre of music that he was looking for during that time. And um, it was it was just it's cool to have a little bit of spontaneity on radio, and I don't think it's there anymore. No, no, it's well, it's it's more so on the Sirius XM side of things, I think. Uh, where yeah. they have a little more free motion to do what they want and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, you're right. The spontaneity is gone. It's, uh, you know, except for the occasional morning show people. But even the morning show people, they're not playing music. They're just talking. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah, so it's just kind of, yeah, it's definitely has has gone by the wayside. And uh, I'm missing a lot of those things, too. You know, like even like – when we've talked in the past, you know, uh, interviewing your friend from, uh, from the, um, the music store, you know, that wrote the books mm-hmm. and such, um, you know, back in those days, the mall was something fun to go to and, and visit and, and hang out in. And, uh, my gosh, nobody, nobody leaves the front door anymore because everything gets delivered to the front door. And yeah. um, it's a shame because uh, I think I think we're going to lose a lot of that uh, socializing aspect. Well, that's, of life. I mean, well, and we talked about that last week too yeah. about you know with kids you know growing up these days and not socializing as much and stuff like that. And there and there's another small example of it right there. Like mm-hmm. They don't they can go online find whatever they need to find and don't have to talk to a soul again. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, I yeah, it's it's such a lost art, man. That that socializing and interacting and such. Um, yeah, we're we're definitely going into a time where I think people are going to become a little more robotic. Mm-hmm. So, um, I know something completely unrelated. Uh, I know uh, I know we had talked about me getting that vaccine shot um, mm-hmm. the first go around, and I definitely had a bad reaction. Um, I did get the second one uh, this past week, and uh, so far so good. You know, it's been good. yeah going on my third day, and uh, have not had any uh, uh, reactions in a negative sense. So uh, I I did the second shot, even though I got a lot of advice not to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, you know what, I went through I went through the horror of getting it done. Um, and I, and I suffered those consequences. Why would I not get the second one and, uh, and just deal with whatever comes my way? So, yeah. so now I'm officially I, vaccinated. I think like you said, I think like we said on the interview there, you're not a quitter. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, um, yeah, I, I was scared to death. I'll be honest with you. I was scared to death to get it because I had no idea what to expect and, um, no, I was I was pleased. Uh, I was pleased with the results. The only thing I have is a sore arm, and that seems to be the big thing that everybody has um, when they. So, get the so phase one was rolled out in three stages, correct? Uh, I think phase one is like A is part A is mm-hmm. like the healthcare workers and such like you. Yep. Yeah, it's called tier B, one. Tier one. Okay. Yeah, tier one is all people that have uh, a lot of interaction with uh, folks in with COVID. So yeah, and um, then and then B, I think is going to be like I think I saw media on that list and well, such. Um, you're also seeing um, um, oh the like retirement home um, folks that live there. Okay, so I think they're part of tier two. I didn't hear the media, but you might be right. Yeah, I think they are, and then I I think um, the last 
then the last part of phase one or tier one mm-hmm. is I think like uh, I think I would fall in that group, like communication work, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Um, and then after that, they're going to go to tier two, and that's going to be um, I think like your sixty-five and older population, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I did see that the vaccine will not be available to anyone under the age of seventeen right now, though. Uh, well, because to be honest with you, there there's really no mortality rate with them. You know, yeah, uh, it's it's very minimal. And now I wonder if that if that's different if they have an underlying condition, though. Good question. That's a good question. Uh, what I will say, and not to not to go down this rabbit hole too much, uh, Troy, but. Um, you know, I'm doing a lot of work in the hospitals right now. In fact, um, my, my current office is like literally outside the ICU, um, you know, intensive care unit in, in this hospital and, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm dealing and and my job right now is to kind of deal with a lot of the staff, help them through things, be staff support, counsel and all that stuff. And even counsel the families, uh, who have lost loved ones to, um, COVID and, um, I and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, but uh, we're seeing um, an average of at least one death a day, Mm. you know, and Mm. uh, there are times when we see several and it's, you know, staff are getting to the point where they're getting a little numb to the point of, oh, okay, well, this person is now at this stage. We know that they'll die in 10 minutes from now or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that predictable, you know, and uh, it's kind of kind of getting scary for these folks yeah you don't want that to ever be a norm that's no for sure. no no so uh but i am here to say it's real and i know a lot of folks are like oh it's not that big of a deal and blah 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 well it kind of is um you know and we do got to take some precaution i'm not saying stop living because i've never i've never said that um even even during the worst of times i'm like you know what i still want to live i don't want to i don't want to hide and and shelter myself for the rest of my life. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and another one I forgot that was on that list. And I think they're the second phase also, or tier or whatever you want to call it. It's okay. like, um, education field, I think. Oh yeah. Think yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. I did. So. I did see that. Yeah. Where teachers, um, are eligible and, uh, it's not, and, uh, it's, it's not mandatory yet. So it's not, it's not. And, um, I'm I wonder if it's going to be in the healthcare field though. I, you know what? Uh, at least where I work, the flu shot is mandatory. Yeah. Good point. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do eventually make that mandatory. And there are going to be a lot of changes going forward. Even after this eventually settles down, uh, I think we're going to see people having to wear masks in certain job fields. I think we talked about this last week too. You know, you mm-hmm. had mentioned like the FDA and such, but um, yeah, there's just going to be a lot of changes and uh, something yeah. we're going to have to adapt to. And to be honest, I mean, I really don't think, um, you know, healthcare workers wearing a mask is really that bad of an idea to begin with, considering most mm-hmm. people around her are sick anyway. So why wouldn't they want to protect themselves? Yeah, sick. And uh, it, and it's not just COVID virus you're dealing with. There's a lot of other uh, diseases right. that are probably uh, uh, transferable. So yeah, um, it, it, I, I'm not, I'm not against it, to be honest with you. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, fun, 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 fun. But uh, anyway, uh, 
that was our that was our interview with uh, Casey Kearney, and uh, her videos drop in January fifteenth, uh, or I should say, available January fifteenth, and uh, you can listen yep. to her music on uh, all her social media platforms. Uh, Casey Kearney Music, and that's spelled C A S E Y K E A R N E Y, and music, and uh, so uh, definitely, uh, definitely look her up because uh, great talent, uh, fun person to talk to, and uh, I find myself rooting for these people, especially when they're really pleasant to talk to and and and, mm-hmm. and fun, fun personalities and whatnot. So uh, she's no exception yeah. to that role. And a lot of the, I mean, it just seems like a lot of those country artists are just they're just so laid back and so yeah. easy to talk to and just. You know what I mean? Like, and they're just like along for the ride, and can't believe this has all happened to them. And they're just taking it for what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And don't you find it like? Don't you find yourself like in awe of them when they start saying, "Oh yeah, I got to play with um, Garth uh-huh. Brooks, yeah. uh, you know, um, you know, organ yeah. player or whatever." And oh, uh, yeah, it was, it was Revis drummer. No yeah, big deal. it's like, like oh, what the heck? <laughs> you know, I mean. Is that is that the type of community the country world is in? Because I think I that's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. So uh, yeah, it's just funny to hear stories like that. And uh, and don't forget, this girl actually sang the national anthem at an Atlanta Braves game. So you mm-hmm. know, there's there's a lot of talent coming from this person. And uh, um, and and I I always wonder, do you think she thinks she's as good as she is? They probably don't. Yeah. They probably. I, I would say that's probably true of a lot of them. You yeah. know what I mean? They they probably just think, uh, you know, I'm just doing what I can do, and mm-hmm. you know, hopefully I catch a break and whatever. But the meanwhile, the people are listening and we're like, oh my gosh, this girl's so good. Like, yeah, yeah. Sign <laughs> you know? her up. Sign her up. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was uh, Casey Kearney, and uh, um, hopefully we'll have some more guests coming uh, to uh, a show near you soon, and. Uh, We'll just kind of keep it going. But, uh, yeah, good interview, Troy, and uh, looking forward to the rest of the weekend here, uh, especially with the football coming up, and mm-hmm. kind of go from there. So I say until uh, next time, Troy, let's have a good weekend and uh, have a good week, and till next time, stay tuned. All right, well, uh, welcome to a, another show. Stay tuned with Troy and Howie, and uh, – we do have a guest this week, and uh, apparently she comes from the middle of nowhere. Uh, and uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, welcome to the show, uh, Casey. And I'm sorry, your last Hi. name is it pronounced Kearney? It yeah. If you're actually pronouncing it correctly, the Irish way, Kearney. Yes, but my husband's family is from North Carolina, so it turned into Kearney. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, so, Kearney is what. We go by. Okay, so we'll go with Kearney. And um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so welcome to the show. And uh, and you're hailing from where? Other than the middle of nowhere. Florida Panhandle. Okay, okay, because I was wondering so, why you were uh, central time zone in Florida. So that kind of shocked me when you said mm-hmm. that. Oh. Yep, I'm, I'm about halfway between Pensacola and Destin, but north. Okay. So just below mm-hmm. the Alabama line. We're oh. very much lower Alabama. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Not palm trees. We're more like camouflage and horses here. And swamp, <laughs> right? Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, we are from Pennsylvania. Uh, have you ever been to Hershey, PA? I have not. Okay. Uh, that is where we're basically out of. So, 
Um, okay, cool. You know, I'm sure you've heard of the Hershey there. bars, right? <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Hershey chocolate bars. Well, that yeah, that's this yeah. is where they we're pretty close to where they were founded. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I love chocolate. Uh, there you go. <laughs> You've come to the right place. Well, um, it and as you said, it is colder here. It's uh, what probably lower thirties right now as we speak. So somewhere around there. Yep. Yeah. So I'm not a big fan of it well, myself. So, so a little jealous of you being able to just wear a t-shirt and such down there. And uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I went outside, I would bundle up. But I want to say it's forties right now, so it's actually kind of cool. Oh for yeah, you. I oh, would wow. say so. I would say so. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, for whatever reason, uh, and and I'll be honest with you, both Troy and I, uh, we're not huge like uh, going into doing our podcasts. Uh, we we weren't really big country stars or country fans, I should say. Um, but for whatever reason, that seems to be what we attract. And, uh, yeah. and, and um, yeah, I mean, it's we, genre. yeah, it, I'll tell you what, I'm really, uh, I'm really growing to, to like the genre. I, I really like, uh, I really love the personalities of the folks that we've talked to, um, you know, for and, sure. uh, definitely looking forward to uh, chatting with you as well. Um, you know, just like the laid back attitude and it's really cool to cool to talk you know so yeah um, but yeah so as i said you know you're you're a country singer and uh, how long have you been doing this so i actually started kind of later in life as far as um i didn't even know i could even sing till like late 20s i already had two kids and i couldn't play anything i couldn't do anything so i learned how to play guitar and piano and a couple other things and just had horrible stage fright so i had to get over that and when i hit like 32 ish then i was like okay it's now or never (laughs) and so that's when i went to nashville and recorded my first ep and but it wasn't one of those things that i thought oh i've always dreamed of this as a child it was nothing i looked at at all oh my god i had a pile of so careers so what was that trigger that was like, you know what, I think I'm going to give country music a, a shot and learn how to sing and learn how to play at the age of 32. I mean, like, what the heck were you thinking? So I I was I sang at church a lot, but not by myself ever because I had horrible stage fright, like I said. And so um, it was one of those things that, like, uh, this guy, he had kind of isolated my voice. He was like, you can sing. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, no. You can really sing. And so then they kind of like worked with me and he played instruments and they were, his wife was just super encouraging. And so then they kind of helped me get out of it. Well, country was my favorite genre period. I mean, church music and country music. Um, And then we lived down here at the beach. No, I don't live at the beach. I live in the country, but I drive down to the beach to play. So to play for tourists, um, like, you know, gigs are pretty regular you can find all those kind of things so it was mm-hmm. kind of cool because i could merge both worlds of music that i love so much and so yeah wow and uh so so you had the courage to go to nashville and uh and what was that like right by myself so i did i have my i have three kids and a husband we actually just celebrated our 20th anniversary wow. and That's- um they yeah, they were super encouraging and they were supportive from home. And so I went, I'd never been before and I went right by myself, my producer. Um, I had a friend down here who hooked me up with my producer up there mm-hmm. and he had everything lined up. And so I spent a whole week and we just worked the whole time. And I had amazing musicians for that very first time. I had like, it was Reba's drummer and Blake Shelton's guitar player. Like oh it was amazing. 
that wow. played on my, yeah, that played on my EP. So I was just blown away. That was awesome. And then um, I came back and I just kind of had to like learn when you're a musician, you have to learn how to do marketing and you have to learn how to do your own booking and, you know, website building and all of these things. Mm-hmm. I just had to like learn how to do it all at the same time. I was trying to learn how to play <laughs> guitar and stuff. So. Okay. And then I had my kids. So it's been a crazy, like, five years or so. Um, but since then, I've done um, another project. I just released my um, latest album. I've done it since then. So that was fun. So how, what were your um, age ranges on your kids there when you when you first started to get into this then? Um, I don't know. Probably, like, well, they're 15, 14, and 11 now. And it was, like, okay. five years ago. So okay. they were a little... But old enough, because when they were younger, younger, that's when I would try to do it, and I would try to gig, and uh-huh. it was just too hard, because you have to have babysitters and all that, and it was just hard all the sure. time. And so, I had, they got old, old enough where they're a little more independent, but, mm-hmm. you know, they still need me. And now we've reached the point where I'm like, the clock is ticking, and I know they're going to be out of here, and I better <laughs> right. like, be around for it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, so does know. that make you a little, does that make you does that make you a little apprehensive then too though like that you might be missing time on when you're trying to do these projects and such? Honestly, it's adjusted my whole year this year. So COVID really helped change a ton of perspective for me because I have been busting my butt the past five years, and so really just working. If I wasn't working at home, I would either gigging or you know on the road or I was at home like on the computer you know what I mean I was really occupied and so I, I was around for everything they did but like working really hard at the same time you know so you don't feel around and so when the shutdown happened and I actually had some time to just be here then I realized wow like I need to be around a little bit so this year I want to change my schedule some so I don't want to stay as booked up as much and I don't want to mm-hmm. you know do these things especially my oldest is about to be 16 and so when he starts to drive he's not going to need me to drive him around anymore so well maybe he can drive you around to your gigs <laughs> he is, you know they are not interested so they rodeo and they are, are not interested in music at all uh, like not even a little bit. I try so hard, but no, they want nothing to do well, with it. I mean, let's face it, you weren't either, so you know, don't give them a hard it's time. True. It's true. You know? I still have hope, but I keep trying to explain to them. I'm like, learn while you're young, yeah. because then you're not learning while you're old like me and having to, you know, really figure it out. Like your brain can absorb so much more information when you're young. Absolutely. And so I try to explain, to, and you have more free time and stuff. So I try to, but I'm only doing so much. I we homeschool, so I'm making them. <laughs> Um, they're making them pick up guitar at least a little bit but yeah it's a losing battle when their passion is rodeo okay well you know what i mean hey whatever makes them happy i mean my my passion was baseball and uh and not a single one of my kids have an interest in baseball so uh you know um so that's a lost cause for me so i can relate (laughs) um but you know what i do have a question because you said you got you you hooked up with a producer uh went to nashville uh you even played um you know music with blake shelton's uh what was that you said guitar guitarist Uh, You know, um, you know, how how do you folks get hooked up with these people? Because it always amazes me that, hey, I think I'll just go to Nashville. Oh, I'll play with this person. I'll play with that person. And and I and I get floored when I hear that. It's honestly, it's the whole networking and connection thing. And it's been super important. And I think all the time I realize 
how important it truly is. Just networking and connecting with people who know people who know people. And so um, in that instance, it was just, I mean, and they're studio musicians. So when they're not out on the road, because for my second um, project, it was Tim McGraw's keyboard player. And he was so, Billy Nobel, he was so cool, so nice. Yeah. And um, so it, you, you just, the original connection was from down here to the producer and then the producer, he knows who to book and he knows who to get. Well, then they're playing their gigs and that they're out on the road, but when they're there, they're just studio musicians. So they're playing it and it's fascinating to watch them do what they do. And they'll spend, they'll listen to my song mm-hmm. once and then they're like, how about this, this, and this? And a kind of yeah. cool story about one of my songs. Um, we played it here, I and mean, he's Blake's own guitar player. He's killer. His name's Troy Lancaster. He's amazing. Okay. And so we played it, and we told him, I told him a song that I really like. I was like, I love how this intro to this song feels. I kind of want mine to feel similar to that, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so, well, it sounded exactly like it too much. So I had to tell my producer, I'm like, that's the same thing except in a different key. So I pointed out what it was. And so he's like, oh, you're right. So it was really funny because then he went to go tell him. And it was this awkward moment, like, you're telling the amazing, great dude, like, yeah. <laughs> change it a little bit. Yeah. But he did. He it. It's amazing. It's the, the, and if you ever hear my song, Guns and Glitter, it was that intro. And it was really cool watching him that is awesome. tweak it and stuff like that. But I'll, I'll it tell was you, fun. I do have an interesting Blake, uh, Blake Shelton story, by the way. Uh, I was uh, I was going uh, I was driving down the road and I don't know do you, you guys I don't know if you have Sheets gas stations down where you are or whatever but um but there's a it's like a chain gas station place uh almost like a Kroger's I guess you can call it um but uh anyway um I'm at the gas station pumping gas and literally in the next bay over uh I didn't even realize it until I pulled out but I was pumping gas right next to Blake Shelton and, uh, oh wow! Yeah, and it was in a That's little town true. of Dillsburg, Pennsylvania, and uh, and I honestly had no. Cl- in fact, I wouldn't. I I don't even know why I would even think it would have been him, to be honest with you. But then I drive down the road, and there's a sign, like a a billboard sign, saying Blake Shelton's going to be performing live here uh, in the next uh, couple days, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what? I I I could have just waved over the gas pump and been like hey how you doing you know he was pumping <laughs> gas yeah yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah so yeah he he's pump- a pretty big dude yeah to- he is he was a big dude and uh you know and he was pumping gas in a pickup truck and i'm like nah there's no way that's him you know so that's so funny yeah but did uh, you um did you get to rub elbows with any of the big time artists like that and do any uh no, collabs or anything no no Never have just all these people who play for them, and I got to okay. hear all their stories, and I got to hear them talk about. It. And so, like Billy, when he's talking about, um, he's the keyboard player for Tim McGraw, and yeah. he's like, "Yeah, me and Tim did this, and me and Tim," did. and I'm like, "He's Tim McGraw." You see <laughs> yeah. that? Like, he is Tim McGraw. Like, yeah. you would call him Tim. He is Tim McGraw. <laughs> like, that is too he funny. He just talked about it so casual, like it was no big deal. It was funny. Now, when you when you play with these folks, uh, do you at any time, like later down the road, start digging up their videos just to see them perform with uh, these artists, just to kind of for kicks and giggles, or kind of? I mean, like I follow them on Instagram, and you see them. But what happens is you see them performance. So we were watching the CMAs. You know how during COVID they did the CMAs like on the t on TV, and it was like. Mm-hmm. 
if, if you go back and watch, it was like, guys, me and my daughter, I was like, look, that's Billy, he played Keen on my album right there, look at him playing it with the girl, right there, like, on the thing for the CMAs. And so my daughter, she's like, that's really cool, mama. Like, she could care less. And I'm like, you realize how big of a deal that was? I talked to him for, like, two hours. He played all my music. Like, wow. he oh my played gosh. my songs, but he's there playing on the CMAs with Tim McGraw. Like, yeah. you see this. Now, but now, yeah, if you yeah. had a rodeo story to go with that, that would a whole exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, in fact, you know what? Now, that I, think... that, hey. <laughs> now that I think about it, Troy, um, one of the uh, country uh, artists that we interviewed, she is in the rodeo, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and one, and, and I... uh, Sarah, yeah, Sarah Harrelson. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and she, cool. yeah, and she actually did, uh, she actually, cause there's a big rodeo thing up here in Pennsylvania, um, that they, that professionals compete in and such. So I just thought, yeah, that's what you gotta do. I just, I'm sorry. I just recently got into barrel racing. I got back into it. So oh, that okay. was another thing that happened. Yeah. So I haven't done it in like, I don't know, 15 years. It's been forever. And so during the shutdown, I was like, you know what? I got time. Let's do this. So <laughs> I really started riding again. And nice. I just recently like started riding again in public and like, you know, in barrel races and stuff. It's okay. been fun. It's kind of a, if you can't beat them, join them yeah. thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because my husband team ropes and they all junior rodeo wow. and they're all very like, very literally every single night this is what they do yeah, um awesome. and they practice all the time so it's kind of one of them things that i was either gonna never you know what i mean like they're not mm-hmm. going to be interested in music so i may as well just join them over there and i love horses and it's my definitely rest and sure. i love it and it's fun but it's so something attraction. something came to my mind there when you were talking about being all excited about seeing these people you work with on on tv and such um now, I realize you didn't really get into the music industry until, you know, later in your life. Um, but there there had to be some sort of influence or something there as you were a kid that you really, like, were attracted to. Like you said, you were always a country girl. But what, what specific type of country were you? Did What artists, I guess, did you really like? I loved me some 90s country, like mm-hmm. all of it. So Reba, Trisha Yearwood, um, Shania Faith Hill. Like, all those, um, Garth Brooks, I love Garth Brooks, like, any of that kind of stuff, that's what I was really raised on, and that's mm-hmm. what I was a huge fan of forever, and I've always loved music, yeah. I just didn't know I could actually sing, and I didn't know I could actually, you know, do anything, and I never thought of myself as an entertainer, so... Right. But I've always loved music, and I was always interested in it. And even in songwriting, I always loved listening to the stories, but I never put the two together that I could actually write them. Hmm. Yeah, that's that was always my go-to whenever I was in my little country phase there. It was always that that um, early to mid-90s that I, that I really liked I there a it. lot. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That just, that just floors me that, yeah, when I, when I learned that I could sing, I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? That just that floors People me in a sense. It's hundred percent true. 100% yeah. True. Uh, now, when it comes to uh, singing and doing gigs, uh, do you have a band or are you completely solo when you go out to these gigs? I have been a little bit of both, and so in and out um, over the past five years or so, I've had bands. And then I've been told, so I would have guys that would play for me. And then I really had a hard time keeping guys that would play for me. So that's when I had to just, it's actually only been in the past like three years that I had to really get 
good enough to be by myself. And so mm-hmm. I knew I had to like step up my game so I could play solo and I didn't have to rely on anybody else. Okay. And so I played mostly solo, but I've had bands off and on um, throughout time. It's honestly, it's hard to keep. It's hard for me just with life and the way that when you have a lot of other obligations too, you know, mm-hmm. people, it, it's just kind of harder to keep a band. But I did, for my album release in September, I had a band, the Martin McDaniel band from Nashville, and they came down and played some shows with me. And that was really cool. Because these guys were like really pros. They toured with Alan Jackson and um, a whole bunch of other people. They'd open for anybody and everybody. And so they were there playing for me and playing my songs. <laughs> and so that was really fun. And so I was like, well, man, now it's going to be really hard to go back to just some a couple of local guys playing for me, you know? <laughs> I so can, I can I, I mostly like to, I stick solo for the most part. It's just been, for my lifestyle, I mm. love playing with the band. Love it. It's yeah. super fun. And that's how you get the big shows. But for my life and my lifestyle, it's just, playing solos works the best for me okay how, how much are you involved in the actual songwriting process are you are you involved in most of your songs or almost all of them all of them yeah all so of them. most yeah our my little system is basically i write them and i start performing them a little bit and then when it comes down to album, i'll figure out which ones i like and which ones i want to keep which ones kind of play them out to the crowd a little bit here and there you know what i mean just kind uh-huh. of see and I'll mm-hmm. tweak them. I may, re- I may rewrite a song two or three times. And then when I go up to Nashville to go meet with Doug, then we'll start tweaking. I'll be like, I really wish that this verse was a little bit stronger, or let's work on this chorus, or he'll throw some in here and all that. So then um, in pre-production, before we record the album, mm-hmm. that's what we'll do. And so then we'll tweak them. So he's a co-writer on several of them. Unless it's one that we're both like, this one's solid, we're not touching it. Then I just, you know, I wrote it and it's, it's fine the way it is. Okay. But typically, that's how it's worked with all my other projects. I would love to co-write. I just haven't really gotten into it very much. I haven't really you, gotten into a lot of co-writing find, with other. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Do you usually find <laughs> yourself um, like having an idea of what you want the song to be as far as lyrics and stuff like that, and then putting the tune to it later, or do you usually just sit there and play with the tune and then try to think of the lyrics afterwards? It's a little bit of both. So. Because there's always kids running around and because everything, when I'll hear a line, then I'll put it in my phone. So I have notes in my phone of just little lines, little ideas here and there, or a melody or whatever. So in my voice memos, like I just have piles of them. And so then it's not until I can get to somewhere quiet that I can actually put all those ideas out. And mm-hmm. so, and I found I would try, I used to try to write here all the time and I found I'm better at binge writing so I almost have to just I, every day all the time I'm writing down ideas but then I have to leave for a couple days and I go lock myself in a hotel somewhere and then I write right 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 oh, wow. and so I'll get all my songs all finished and so then I'll get my name so before that album I wrote like it was like eight songs in three days which to some people is not a ton but it was really cool it was really fun I was really productive that weekend and they ended up yeah. so I think six of the eight ended up on the album so that was really cool. That is cool. Now, oh are you gosh. finding out that are you are you writing a lot during COVID, or are you or, or what's going on? Are you performing, doing gigs, or or what's well, happening? So Florida, you know, decided that COVID was over a long time ago. So <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Not here in Pennsylvania, by the way. It. We're all dealing with it. So, um, but no, it's it early on. Florida opened back up, and so when we did. 
than gigs were like that. So in probably, I don't know when it was, July, I guess, by July, by July, it had opened, and I was gigging, like, because then it was a get it while you can kind of yeah. thing. So I was gigging, like, all the time and um, through winter and all that. So, you, I mean, I could be still because they're playing shows all the time down at the beach because everybody wants to leave their closed-down states and come down to Florida so yep. they can, you know. Makes sense. Get we're in a bubble, right? So everybody can be on vacation. <laughs> and so, yeah, for musicians around here, it's good because you can still work and you can still play and yeah. you're and we're good to go. Um, for me, the and but everybody still has to be careful, obviously. Sure, yeah, there's 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 guidelines, but I don't remember the question. Were you gigging during COVID? Is what he was asking. Yeah. Yes, I've been gigging during COVID. No, I don't do online. The whole live stream online thing for musicians it did not work for me because my internet is yeah, terrible I was just where I live. Say, right? um, so, no. So, all my friends did all their live streaming concerts. It did not. I figured out early on when everybody's like, we can't see you. It's blurry. I'm like, I'm done with this. I can't do this. <laughs> Now, when, so, when you go up to Nashville, have you had the opportunity to play any gigs up there? I've done like a few private parties, so people will meet me here, and then um, and then they'll take me wherever they are. You know what I mean? Georgia and Nashville, and okay, Texas and like that. And so um, I spent some private parties up there, and then one of the times I was recording, I got to play the Bluebird, which was amazing. I was so excited to wow. do that. The Bluebird Cafe. That was super fun. Um, most of my trips up there, I'm working the whole time. So I've never actually booked things to play up there. So it's kind of a goal I want to in the next couple of years, like really book some places up there just sure. because. But we stay so busy. Like I can stay booked down here. And honestly, money-wise, it doesn't. a lot of those places up there don't always pay or pay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's. I, yeah, you're um, probably playing. You're probably paying a nice house fee, I would imagine. It costs you. It would. It some of that kind of stuff. When you get into that, it costs me more money to go wow. play places wow. like that. You know, yeah, because I live in a tourist area. Because they don't pay. There's enough. There's so many musicians up there that want yeah. those gigs. They don't have to pay you anything. Yep. You're just playing for and. You know, and, and so I don't know. It's, I know that lots of musicians do it, and so I'm sure that it's great. And a mm -hmm. lot of them tour probably than I do. Sure, but so some of there's them. If I if I was speaking with uh, Howie correctly and understood him correctly, um, there's a, probably a place that I know that you would perform probably for free. And in fact, you did get to perform for them, but not there. And that would be at uh, the Atlanta Braves Stadium, huh? Yes, that was so exciting. <laughs> It was so much fun. How do you yeah, get they, the law for that? They, I got the email for that. It was awesome. And so she was like, we need it um, in the next couple of days. And so then I filmed it in my hallway. Did y'all see that? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> right in front of, uh, what is that, the uh, shiplack uh, wall there? No, I just, she's like, it needs to be a blank background. Film it with your phone. And I needed it. <laughs> And so I'm like, okay. Actually, no, it wasn't even a couple of days. She needed it like by like tomorrow. It was like the next day. And so um, I, oh my yeah, I had to like do it really quick. And I didn't even have that much time to like really, because otherwise I had videographer friends that we could have done this right and done this well. Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, 
So I did what I said, and she liked it, and she said that they'll um, have me when, when they open the stadium. I get to come to the stadium this year. So, so I really am hoping. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. <laughs> you sounded amazing, <laughs> honestly. You really did. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And and how like how did they notice? Like how did they even know to give you um, a contact, or or did you contact them, or what was the deal there? So I I sang. Um, I went to Vegas to to sing at some places for the NFR, the National Finals Rodeo, um, last December. Okay, and. Sung for the, I sung the national anthem at an event there, and so I had sent that. They've ignored me for years. The Braves have ignored me for years, and then finally I sent the video from Vegas. Yeah, and then finally they'll be back, and so that was really fun. Okay, so yeah, it was kind of like, but I you don't hear from them. So like I emailed them. I don't. I forgot about it. I didn't oh, remember wow. emailing them. It's been months and months and months, so I don't even know when That's it was cool. that I even sent it. So I never, even, so it was out of the blue that I got the actual. Well, hey. well, I myself am a big Braves fan as well, and uh, it's always fun to be a, a Braves fan when you're sitting here to uh, to a Pirates fan here that uh, <laughs> that we that we stole the NLCS from back in what ninety um, one. Yeah, that yeah. one still stings. Um, you know, a lot a lot of people, a lot of older folks can tell you exactly where they were when Kennedy was shot. Um, I can tell you exactly where I was when Sid Bream slid across home plate <laughs> against the uh, uh, against uh, the Pirates. You know that that one still stings. Like, so <laughs> we Avi Lopez um, poster on oh. my wall when I was there. I loved him. Yeah, and my sister loved him. like that's awesome. We did that that era of Braves. We we were just. Braves fans my whole life, so it's really cool. Okay, well, I can respect you being a hobby fan at least, you know, because I'm a catcher myself, so I respect that. (laughs) So, (laughs) I love. Yeah, the only thing that the Braves in that era were really fun to watch, and but the only thing that was disappointing was that whole run they had. They only ended up winning one World Series. You know, I know, right? It would have been nice. It would have been nice to have a little bit of a Patriots run there or something. You know. Well, enough of a Braves talk. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but that's awesome, though. Um, that's that's really neat that you got to do that. And, I, and uh, man, that'll be amazing uh, when you get the chance to perform live there. I can't imagine that I, opportunity. I, I hope so. I really hope it happens. Yeah. I'm excited about it. But, you know, you don't know until you know. So yeah, you know. most definitely. Most definitely. And so, uh, go ahead, Joy. That can lead us down, and like I can say, that can lead us down another road here, real quick, because if she's going to go into Brave Stadium to do the um, the concert, I wonder if we're going to get to the point where um, COVID, if you're going to be able to have to, ha- if you're going to have to have vaccines to be in there, that type of stuff. Um, uh, now I know, I know how he said that you were feeling a little bit under the weather. Um, are you are you feeling okay, or are you thinking he said it possibly could be COVID? No, or did you get tested? Well, I tested negative. Okay, but well, that's good. Being honest, I don't think it was the greatest swab in the world. So she tried uh, like oh, three no. and couldn't get. And she didn't seem too confident when she walked away. She's like, "I think I got it." <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, so she walked away, and my son, I was like, uh, "That's a hundred percent negative," because she did not seem confident. So I don't know if I have it or not. I've been sick for about a week, and it feels like a cold. It's felt everything's felt just like a normal cold. Okay. Um, 
but they, a couple of little weird things here and there, but like taste and smells all still there. But um, mm-hmm. I don't, and I, I have no idea if we have it or not. I don't have it or not. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like I wear a mask where I'm supposed to wear a mask and I, but I've been living life. I was a germaphobe before it was cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've always <laughs> had a with me. I've always watched so my kids, I trained them. Don't drink after people from the time they were yep. little babies. All right, open you know. open door handles with your sleeves, stuff like that, right? Like <laughs> yeah, always. My little yeah. girl, she four, and she would get the paper towel and open the door with the public yep. restroom. You know, yep. like when we're in the bathroom, I was like, I was like, mom, win. You know, and people yeah. just would make laughing <laughs> now. You know what I mean? So, so, so <laughs> but, um, I mean, not, not to get. Um, I don't even know if the right word's political or not, but if, if they would require you to get the vaccine to go in, would you do that? Oh, I don't know. So I very much don't want the vaccine, but I, uh, it's, it's such a hard debate because I feel like mm-hmm. going to be like, you're not going to force this vaccine on me. And then at the same time, I don't, I want to fly and mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. go places, do things, but I also don't want them injecting things because I have lots of, I have friends on both sides. So I've got mm-hmm. my anti-vaccine, they're like you will never inject anything in me and then i have my other uh, people who are standing in line for that vaccine mm-hmm. and i'm really more like i don't want the vaccine but i also really do want to live life and yeah. so and i want the brave so i don't know I honestly yeah, it's a hard i'm kind of in the same boat as you and i i don't know that i'm totally against the vaccine i'm just kind of worried about it because of how quick it all came. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only thing. Yeah, that's the only thing that bothers me. Mm -hmm. There's so much not enough time to test it. And I feel like in five years, did you take the COVID vaccine? You're entitled to compensation. Yeah, it could be one of my commercials, right? (laughs) And you know what? I'll probably be the poster boy for that because I I work, I I actually work in a hospital setting, um, you know, my other gig, so to speak. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I have to, not that I have to, but I, a lot of my work, uh, I do a lot of therapy sessions and, uh, and I'm in the ICU currently for the next month, uh, talking with folks that are dealing with COVID patients. So, uh, I opted to get the, uh, vaccine. And in fact, I'm going for round number two tomorrow. Uh, really? So yeah, yeah. I'm not glowing in the dark yet, so that's the good thing. Well, we didn't want to. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you off there. Have you grown an extra finger or grown an extra limb? Well, or, um, I mean, I've always had eleven fingers, but I mean, the twelfth one's just starting to come in. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I was gonna say I, we didn't we didn't want to tell you, but you do have a little bit of a green tint to you. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, I do have these blue blocker glasses that are kind of showing some <laughs> some. some... <laughs> you don't go in the dark, but you kind of seem to be a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I had a bad reaction to the first shot. Uh, uh, did you? I did. I actually ended up with a seizure, of all things. Uh, so I understand completely why you would not get one. Uh, and I also understand why you would. So, I mean, I get it. And uh, it's it's so not an easy decision. Two? I'm sorry? Are you still going to get round two, even though you reacted to the first one? You know what? I am only because I, I made it this far. I might as well go through the, the, the rest of the process just to, you know, because... Howie's not a quitter. <laughs> Howie's not a quitter. <laughs> That's right. I, 
That's right. So, um, and, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm in my forties and, uh, and I need to, you know, I, I, I also need to think about my health when it comes to who I'm around and, and that's the only reason. Honestly, if I didn't work in the setting that I worked in, I probably wouldn't opt for it at all. So, um, but I'm kind of like in that, I'm at, I'm at that point where I'm like, you know what, I'd hate to get it and and have complications from getting it than knowing that I could have gotten it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, right now, right now, just about everybody I know has it. <laughs> Not oh, really, wow. but like, really, we're in the middle of quite an outbreak around in our area, mm-hmm. um, but we haven't. Like, I feel like it's been delayed. Like, we haven't had it yeah. um, a big with it but right now but and most everybody's mild like okay we haven't but i am sensitive to the people who have had people that have had serious complications i've had friends that in the hospital weeks with it and it got really bad and they were healthy wow. so i totally understand your music one of my musician friends and i'm 38 so i get it like we're mm-hmm. getting to that like we should of it um and he struggled with it and so i, I totally understand the debate of not wanting to get it right and you don't want to get it to you're around because I don't want to give it to my parents or my True. in-laws or any of them. Yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. It's That's a really tough debate. thing. And then, and there's really no, like it just seems like the information is just still not there yet. As far as, you know, <laughs> yeah. e- even the vaccine, even the vaccine now, like we don't know, is it just going to be a one-time thing? Is it going to be ha- something you're going to get yearly? Is it going to be every five years? Like nobody seems to know that answer yet either. Like, no. yeah. so I would have the shot. I've never had a flu shot in my life. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you're still around to talk. I am. <laughs> I'm never a flu shot person, and I just, so I'm much less a vaccine. I just always thought they usually get it wrong anyways. It's mm-hmm. usually the strand. They're like, oh, yeah. it's not. It's only 40% effective. Well, I'll take my chances, you know? Yeah. And, and, and you know what? It's it's 40% effective some years, and other years it's 20% effective. So, yeah, it's it's a shot in the dark, really is. So They can't get a flu shot right, and they do that every year. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I don't yeah. have a vaccine, but yeah. I, if it's going to keep me from being able to like live life, I don't like that. Yeah, that's, I know, that's like- true. I think the good part as far as where you are living, at least you're you're kind of naturally quarantining, if you think about it. I mean... <laughs> Our entire life is quarantined. I mean, we live way out <laughs> And, like, we don't... If that down hit, my kids were, like, thrilled. They were like, this is fine, you know? So other than, like, getting groceries, we're fine. Uh, like, yeah. we don't... Well, we have cows, yeah. but... Speaking of, speaking of uh, speaking of getting food, um, you know, you have a video that's going to be coming out. What January fifteenth about waffles? I mean, what's this about? Yes, yes. So my friends, um, they had their sweet love story, and they told it to me when I met them. And they they just celebrated their thirty seventh anniversary, wow. and they got married on New Year's, and wow. then they went to Waffle House. So that was their reception. Like they just had like the little ceremony and there were things they did was went to walk house. And I thought it was the cutest, sweetest story. Yeah. And so then I just wrote a song about it and I just thought it was just a funny little song. And then everybody had their stories. Like everybody had, Oh, our first date was in a walk house and our, we got engaged. <laughs> <in> a- <laughs> so 
expect to have reservations on Valentine's Day for Waffle House. Are you serious? Did you know this? <laughs> yes. Like, oh my gosh! Wow. I know. I had no so so much so many things I found out after I wrote the song, but so I wrote it and then so, everybody loved it. Ended up on the album, and then we decided to do a video for it. Okay. Are there references and, to your friends in that song? Actually. Well, it, the whole story is based on their story. I just okay. like added details, but the whole story is based on their story. On their story, yeah. Um, yeah you don't we, let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah, it's totally a country song. <laughs> it, it is a story of and about Waffle House, the three elements that you really need in a country song, right? Now, is this um, Waffle House? Absolutely. Is this Waffle House based in your hometown or? Do we have Waffle? We have three. <laughs> Is that and, and, and I assume you made you made a video in one of those in your hometown? We sure did. Oh, that's yeah, no, too that's awesome. Y'all have them up there? Uh, we do have Waffle House. We do. Yeah, I'm just trying to think where is the closest one for us. I think Hershey. Uh, I think so. I think so, Hershey. Yep. Our town is not very big. Okay. It's we the less amount of Waffle Houses and McDonald's. <laughs> in our town like i think joking. like <laughs> you drive to get from one end to the next and it probably take you 10 minutes 15 minutes okay and we have three i don't understand it but we do <laughs> um, that is we, weird that is weird we did we filmed it there and um they're actually in it mm-hmm. and so what we did it was like progression of the of awesome. of like their relationship and so her their daughter plays the younger couple, the, their daughter and a friend, a younger couple, and then it's them, and then her mom and um, her mom's husband, they're the older couple. Mm. So it's like all three generations, but it looks like the same couple kind of thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's awesome. Yeah, it sure That's does. Awesome. It's really sweet, and it's cute, and, is- and it turned out the producer, he's a really young guy, and he did a great job on it. Okay. And this so, is going to premiere January 15th, and wh- where will we be able to find this at? Um, it will be on Facebook and YouTube. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and, and what, what is your Facebook site that we can, uh, find it on? Casey Kearney Music. Okay. And my web, my web dot com, and then Casey Kearney Music is my Instagram and my Facebook. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, when I was looking at the, uh, like you, you would show different clips of you making the video on your Instagram and, uh, right. Yeah, and it was kind of neat to see because it looked really professionally done. And uh, he he did he did an awesome job. He was a crew of like I don't know five or six of them. Okay, and his gear professional. Like it was really fun. It was really. It, I haven't done a video thing, so here I've done like a lot of recording projects and studio projects, but this was my first attempt at a video. Mm-hmm. Um, and like video, so it was it was a cool project. Yeah. And so now I'm kind of like. <laughs> so are you are you doing this gig are you are you casey kieran or casey kearney uh music full-time or or what's the deal yeah this, this is my main job other than my kids <laughs> <It's> what... <laughs> yeah i was gonna say your kids <laughs> yeah. your kids are definitely a full-time job in itself i'm sure they are so and the home radio it's a full-time job in itself wow. but my actual job is music yeah okay 
Wow, that's awesome. So um, I wanted to ask you something real quick before I forget, speaking of Waffle House. They're open 24-7 every day of the year. Is that true? Yes, I believe so. Like I'm Christmas not a Day, like they don't, they don't ever close, right? As far as I know. So why are there locks on the doors? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe well. it was for COVID. Like wow. they were oh, maybe, yeah, maybe. You're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> they you knew know, COVID was coming. That's you know what, what though? You do bring up a good point, Troy, because um, they're open 24-7. How did that affect business, you shooting that video there? Well, we have three Waffle Houses, like I said. <laughs> and so it, it was a Monday night, and they're spread out. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's not storming a Waffle House on a Monday night when you have three to choose from. Yeah. So we have one that's by the interstate, and one that's up by the high school, and one that's, like, off to the side. And we went to the one that's off to the side. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. okay. Gotcha. I didn't care um, that we, you know, what we did. Yeah. We took it over for a little while. Okay. Um, so um, with you with you getting started in music a little bit later in life and such, uh, do you have any desire to kind of get your name out there even more by trying out for places like um, uh, American Idol or um, The Voice, you know, those things? I think it would be cool. I think it would be a fun experience. But I also... I'm not in the really. I don't really like want to miss my kids' life, and you have to leave for like weeks and weeks at a time. And so, my musical journey is a little different as far as like, as long as I get to do stuff, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I'm not trying to be Miranda Lambert here, and I'm also not trying to like, you know, be gigantic. I, I mean, you know, if a song, if somebody cut a song, that'd be amazing. And I have like goals of what I want to do, and I love. But as long as able to keep doing then I'm pretty happy with being able to do that and so um while the voice any of those kind of things would be fun they're probably not gonna let me bring my kids and kids would probably find it to be cruel torture if I took them to a city for that long <laughs> so <laughs> they would be like there for like a minute and ready yeah. to go home at the where can I rope <laughs> um, but um well, yeah so I mean I mean I would, I mean, I mean, go ahead. You can finish your thought there. Yeah, it's it's more like I wouldn't say no to that certain kind of opportunities, but it's not something I really seek out. Okay. But you're saying you don't want to be gigantic, but yet, um, unless I have my information here wrong, you already have songs playing on Sirius XM. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us so about that. Days, is that the one that got released there, right? It is. It is really fun. And so, but I didn't have to leave for that. <laughs> so that was really, that's true. But I mean, I mean, in the same sense, like when you, when you knew this was going to play on Sirius XM, like you had to be listening. Like you had to be like so excited to hear this being played on like a national audience and stuff. Like, like absolutely. I cried. I bought my Aww. eyes out. And we, yeah. the time, it's so exciting. And I didn't, it's one of those things I never thought would really happen. And mm-hmm. like it's cool things that you think, oh, that would be amazing. But I really think it'd be on my radar for it to happen, for them to pick it up, and all that. So that was amazing, mm-hmm. and it was super mm-hmm. cool for it to be played nationally. And, and even after they, 
and even after they told you you were probably they were going to play it, you're probably still thinking, ah, something's going to happen. It's not going to be played, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, it wasn't. It was a believe it when I see it kind of thing. Like uh, when I actually, exactly. I'm almost afraid to like. They said it's going to air at this time, so like really put it out there. What if it didn't? You know, that would be awful. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. yeah, but it it did, and it was amazing, and we cried, and it was fun. Now, I, so I just cool. find your, your story pretty amazing because when you think about it, when you talk to or when you hear other musicians' stories, you usually hear their story of, you know what, I've been playing this instrument since I was five years old. I've been singing uh-huh. since I was nine years old, and, uh, and I haven't given up until this day. And, you know, one of these days I'm going to get on the radio and, and you're, there, someone's going to hear my song. Here you are, you know, you're 38 years old. Uh, you didn't start really singing at all until you were in your mid to late 20s. And um, and now all of a sudden you're already playing on Sirius XM. I mean, um, I don't know. It's just kind of like how, what kind of advice can you actually give somebody that um, that has been trying all their life and now they hear you? Well, definitely I worked my butt off. Oh, so I, it's not like, yeah. but it's like it's it's one of those things that like while I say I'm cool to not blow up, I still work my butt off to do anything that I have, and I'm very I like God just kind of opened doors, and sure. you know what I mean. It's one of those things that I very much have my faith of that I know that where the footsteps of the righteous the order of the Lord. So the the things kind of thing doors can just open, and I just feel like. Some of those things I can't take credit for, they're just things that God just kind of worked out and did for yeah. me that I just appreciate. So almost like he's helping make up for time that got lost when I was, you know, getting my real estate license and in hair school and wedding planning and all those other <laughs> stupid things before I landed in you know? <laughs> And so it's kind of, um, it, I feel like he helps with that kind of thing. But then also it is, it's just kind of not quitting and just really working your butt and staying focused. I really have tried so hard to um, make sure that I have my list and I have my things of really trying to stay focused and, um, and, and map out. It's like, is this helping me get to my goal or is this not helping me get to my goal? And where am I wasting my time? And what's my good time to put the effort into? Because a lot of times you end up doing it. And I, I mean, I'm very thankful because, um, we, uh, my husband has income and, you know, that kind of thing. And so a lot of times musicians don't, aren't able to do that. At the same time, a lot of them aren't having to focus on raising their, their kids either. You know, everybody's got yeah. stuff. Yeah. Got things. I feel like if you're 18 years old and you've been, you're killer at guitar and singing, you have a ton of advantages. You better keep on trucking. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, don't quit because you're young and you got lots of time to really nail this down and get to it. So, I mean, I just think not quitting is just huge. And just really, when you get frustrated, step back and make sure that you rest. But mm-hmm. just keep on going at it and keep on knocking on lots of doors. That's awesome. And, and Casey, I think, too, um, I think when you get to that, that age or that point in your life, you know, I think you don't want to – you want to take advantage of every little opportunity that you get as well. And uh, I think a lot of folks – kind of lose sight of that you know and and my son my oldest son is 20 years old for example and uh and sometimes when i hear their generation talk 
you know, they, they feel like they're going to come right out of college and make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and they think everything's going to get handed to them. And I almost I almost wish that they can learn what it's like to struggle for a little bit before they, you know, right. you know, make it to mm-hmm. where they need to make it. And uh, and I think, you know, you're a perfect example of that where, you know, it does take hard work to get where you're at. And uh, and yeah, this wasn't just given to you and poof, I can sing, you know. So, uh, yeah, I just I just Not- I think I think your story is going to be kind of a cool story when it comes to, you know, other people. Yeah, um, I can make it no matter what age I am, but I got to work at it, too. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that's awesome. So it's a really cool story. And, um, you know, I, I hope you continued success. I hope. Um, I hope there's better days ahead when, uh, when all this COVID goes away, you know, and, uh, it, it, um, you know, if, if you ever happen to get up, uh, to Pennsylvania performing in the Hershey area anywhere, uh, don't be afraid to, 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 you know, get a hold of us. Um, we'd love to check it out. So. Yeah, because uh, Hershey Hershey is actually a pretty huge venue, by the way, for um, concerts. So uh, I think that sounds amazing. I think that's super cool. I would love to come up there and and see it and meet you guys in person. That'd be cool. That'd most be awesome. definitely, most definitely. And uh, yeah, if your kids even come up here for a rodeo competition, you know, uh, yeah. we're, we're right down the road from there as well. So. Um, Don't they usually yeah. do stuff like that at the uh, the Harrisburg Farm Show? Yeah, right? there's a there's a place in so. yeah it's called the Harrisburg Farm Show Arena, and that's where they actually have professional rodeo uh, competitions. So, yeah, that what? would be that would be kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. But um, hey, you know what, uh, Casey, uh, really awesome to talk with you, and uh, and you know just keep working hard, and uh, and I can't wait to continue to watch your success and. And uh, this video, Waffle House, coming out January fifteenth. Uh, you know, I, I look forward to seeing the uh, the makings of that and and the storyline behind yeah. it. it's really cool. So, uh, thank you for yeah. sharing your story I, with us. I appreciate you guys having me and talking to you, me and y'all were um, so much fun. And Good. I would love to get up there. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, uh, let us know when you do, and uh, and we'll definitely make it a point to. Uh, See you wherever you are and uh and, and go from there. Sounds great. All right. Hey Casey, thanks again and uh great chatting with you. You too. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at stay tuned TNH. Email us stay tuned TNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify. Uh, Please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.